I Tell Stories is brought to you by Somewhere, Cannabis Dispensary, Portland, Oregon, Illock Supply, and people like you. It was all I could think about. Bottles of rum, we drinking now. Get off my stool, I'm thinking how. My brethren next to me sinking scowls. Pass that shit with a winking smile. Marijuana, you stinking pal. Muskets and sabers could drink the now. Background piano with a blinking style. Friends with Benjamin, but we some veterans. And if you got a scheme, we consider it. After them pieces, after them dividends. Trying to rise from the seasons we living in. Oh shit, oh shit, I got one. Oh shit, man, swordfish, swordfish on, swordfish on, Owen, swordfish on. What? Fuck, fuck, another fucking Mako. God damn it. Ah. Also known as the Benito shark or blue pointer. What? I didn't even yeah. know that. They pointed at Moving speeds of 31 miles per hour with bursts up to 46. What? Level yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that ain't no joke. They are known to be, they are the fastest shark in the world, period. Um, they hunt swordfish, which is one of the fastest uh, um, fish in the ocean, if not the fastest. So, you know, they have so They have expensive taste. Yeah. Swordfish is expensive. <laughs> is it? I don't know. I just seen like, you know, you, you see them on walls and like TV shows and shit. I've, I've seen a couple mounted also i know like there's a marlin but i don't know if there's that big of a difference between a swordfish and a marlin Un- i don't a know narwhal kind of looks like a swordfish oh my goodness a narwhal does <laughs> i guess it's like a horn though a swordfish is like it's like a beak or something kind of but it's like covered i feel i don't know man i don't know we're gonna have to look into this maybe we'll have to like explore the uh swordfish one day you know what i'm saying there's a really good glass artist uh, that goes by mako Really? Remember we saw, we oh, saw yeah. some of the stuff uh, when I was out in Portland. That's right. There was a little piece that was a Mako shark at, uh, yeah. where was that? I forget now. Um. Oh, God, what was that? <laughs> it was the one. Mellow Mood. Yeah. Mellow yeah. Mood. The one with the dog, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah super nice people. Like right. all, all the shops are yep. cool. But yeah, Mako. Make Check it out if you're interested in glass blowing. Right. If I had endless money, I would have like said we should have split that for Nicole, even though she doesn't smoke. Yeah. It's just like a cool sculpture. It is. It's very nice. And we can smoke out of it. Yeah. Maybe she'd. Yeah, she'd let us. Yeah. 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 I know it. No, that'd be fantastic. Actually, yeah. If anybody's like doing anything for Shark Week and you live in Portland, go to Mellow Moods and they have a um, a Mako Shark pipe there. That is actually really cool. Good. Uh, good call. I'm bringing that up. Um, so anyway, you know, the Mako Sharks kind of broke down, uh, there's not as much known about the Mako as obviously, like, the Great White, but they have been, like, gaining a lot of popularity lately, uh, it's been my lady's favorite shark for many, many a moon now, she even had a cat named Mako at one point in time, and all sorts of things, um, but, like, cool name, it is, yeah, it actually uh, translates. Uh, I may have notes on this summer, but I'm just going to drop it out there anyway. It's a scientific name and whatever actually translates into few, I feel. It just means few. Huh. Yeah, kind of weird. But um, anyway, so uh, they're, they're like, 
there's a couple different categories of Mako. I want to start off with this. And I think this is a relatively new thing. I know that short fin Makos, that's like the most common Mako shark, okay? And then there's also the yeah. long, yeah. And then there's the long fin Mako. And then the little known uh, grander Mako is what they called them. But what the, I think, what I get from all the shit that I was watching and read and stuff, is it's like they finally are being able to get to their adult form. Like, they almost got, you know, they, they're they they're endangered in ways in some spots, I feel. And, like, so they, they in some of these areas, they've actually been uh, able to get to their, their larger form, and then they become a grander Mako is what they call them. And I think it's just a, basically the, the massive version of a short fin is what I get out of that. If I'm wrong, it, it's I'm not a shark scientist, guys. I'm just trying to get you interested in some stuff, and, you know, here we are. So, chorfin uh, mako sharks are large predatory sharks found in the open ocean. Um, they can reach lengths of 12 feet and weigh uh, at least 1,200 pounds, okay? And shortfin makos are also the fastest sharks, like we touched upon, reaching speeds of up to 45 miles per hour. Man, that was good. I liked your gems at the beginning of the episode. Way to set it up, my friend. Um, they exhibit remarkable leaping ability. That's something that's pretty cool when you watch these fish, and it's one of the, the, the things that sport fishermen have a, a problem with is they, like... They, like, breach. They do these crazy breaches like you'd see, like, a great white do. But it is. They get up there, and they are fast, and it is just – it's so intense. Like, um, uh, this filmographer who was doing stuff with them, he's like, we actually had to, like, cut the footage into pieces during some of our stuff with these Mako sharks, uh, short fins they were actually filming, because we were worried – and I, it was like half jokingly, but he's like, we were worried it may give people that we may have to put a seizure warning on the the show because, Dang. dude, there's they are they're so fast. And these guys had a they just did this not too long ago, and they they it was the first time anybody ever done it. You ever seen like the Great Whites where they um they uh, put a seal decoy out, you know, especially in Africa and places where they get them to breach and all these fun things, you know. Um, and it's just how they're, you know, they're trying to see how they bite, all this shit. Well, nobody's ever been able to do that with a Mako because they hunt. They don't, like, necessarily, like, scavenge like a lot of sharks. I don't believe as much, at least, anyway. They're big into, like, you know, hunting those those swordfish and stuff. So they were trying to, they had them follow a decoy, and this boat was rolling, and that Mako shark got it, like a speedboat. It was insane. So, um, yeah, man, uh... Shorefoot and Makos are highly migratory. Uh, they undertake long migrations each year. Um, they, they uh, like true tunas and great white sharks, they possess a counter-current exchanger that helps them maintain a higher body temperature than the surrounding water, enhancing their hunting capabilities in colder environments. And I feel like that also helps them uh, with their migration. Because, yeah, they're, they, they, they catch them down here in the Gulf of Mexico, I feel like. And, um, you know, uh, also, like, they're, they're just... They're big throughout the open ocean, you know, and in Australia, there's like some island where there's mako sharks all around it. It was like a big deal, some crazy thing like that. So um, the fact that they like just uh, open ocean shit is pretty crazy, I think. If like I know great whites are that, but they're massive, you know, and you almost expect something that large to migrate from Mexico to Hawaii. But when a shark like this, you know, it's smaller unless they're the really large ones which you know whatever but like 13 feet 
going across the ocean multiple times is is pretty insane and um you know and they they don't have to be you know the cold water doesn't dictate where they live so that's kind of neat uh, their diet consists of bony fish, squid, sharks, small marine mammals, sea turtles, and even dead organic matter, which means if they catch a whale floating, they're going to get in on that, man. Um, I think all sharks kind of do that, though. Adult shortfin makos are at the top of the, uh, the pelagic food web which is what they call the open ocean, I feel, and have no known natural predator. While juveniles may be preyed upon by other sharks and possibly cannibalistic adults. So, you know, that's another thing we just keep seeing, man. Um, I don't know, like, I I just, I think it'd be pretty exciting to fish for a mako um, if there was a safe way to catch and release it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how you even go about that. Like, you almost have to leave the hook in the mouth, right? I have no clue, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure people have been taken out by them on boats and shit. I know that, like, people have been fishing for swordfish and such and died because the swordfish jumped in and stabbed them. You heard of that? Damn. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, weird. Uh, they reproduce through internal fertilization and give live birth to a small number of relatively large young, which is uh, different than, like, uh, our last episode with the bull shark where... They uh, have more pups, but they start, like, fighting in the womb. They're one of the sharks that, like, basically it's it, they're alive once they, they're alive, and they'll start, like, trying to attack the other ones so the strongest survive kind of deal. There's a lot of sharks that are like that. But um, one thing I also have read a lot about with uh, Mako sharks is how smart they are because uh, they're such a, like, you know, they're, like they said, they're an apex predator. And um, when they're chasing down these uh, swordfish and all these fast-ass, uh, you know, cracked out freaking swordfish whatever they may be just super crazy they like they're they're slower than them actually but it's their main source of food so they actually have to really think about tactics to attack them and they 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 adapt all the time my friend plotting yeah plotting makos you know on a side note we watched a movie on netflix called mako you know and it had a shark we didn't even get through it okay we didn't even get to see the shark because and I'm not trying to knock anything, but, like, um, this movie, I think it was made in Egypt or something, or is some Arab world movie. But they're all, like, setting the scene, and it's it's pretty cheesy, which is expected in shark movies, right? Like, have you ever seen a shark movie that wasn't sort of cheesy? Um, what was that one where the, I think it was a true story, too, like, the couple gets left, they do a faulty head count, and they're left, like, in... Shark and you know the boat takes off back to shore and they're just in the middle of the ocean shark. Oh my god! Territory. Yeah, it was not a pleasant movie. <laughs> oh know. man, what was it like a Why? bunch of? So white... that, it wasn't cheesy, but it was yeah, not like. But I know what you mean. Most of the they didn't really like. You know, it wasn't the Jaws animatronic just. Right. Really. Yeah, but I did see um, more with mythology and sharks nice. in general, including makos are revered by Hawaiians. Oh, whoa. Their mythology heavily involves sharks, and they believe different shark gods help to protect the people and the Hawaiian Islands. Oh, my God. Well, I don't want to disrespect the names of any of the shark gods by butchering their pronunciation. Here are a few of the major contributions of some of them. Okay. Uh, the king of the shark gods acted as a guardian of the Hawaiian Islands and also had the ability to transform to human as well as many different sea creatures and would use that uh, to help people Is that, when they, yeah. they needed 
Um, there's a shark goddess who transformed after being born human, hmm. and her life's work became protecting humans from shark attacks. Oh, wow. Dang, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, there's a shark goddess known to rescue shipwrecked victims, one that would perform magic um, to entertain all the people. And then we get into some... <laughs> the god the did? They perform magic as a shark? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, Holy fuck, I would yeah. pay for that. Yeah, that'd be a good show. Yeah, man. Um, Lasku of Bahamian <laughs> mythology is a sea monster that's half shark and half octopus. Holy shit. And the ill-tempered creature causes whirlpools and is said to be responsible for shipwrecks and drownings. Well, when angered by the islanders, she's said to start blue holes and sinkholes around the island. Oh, my God. I'd be angry, too. What a confusing thing to be. A sh- yeah. half shark, half octopus, you know? Like, you not you want to be fast and you're not. I don't know. That's crazy. Those are good ones, man. Sharks are, um, <laughs> I don't know. If, the, if, if a culture had any sort of, like, interaction with the ocean, I'd be hard-pressed to... You know, it's like, how are sharks not a part of their, like, mythology? It really does surprise me that, like, white people, basically, like, how are our, like, it's like, we were seafaring. Like, how did, like, how does none of our, like, religious belief systems that are kind of from those sort of areas, like, I'm not trying to peg anybody or anything. I'm just trying to think in, like, a broad spectrum of things. How does it not, like, revered, like, the shark revered? How, or, like, how is it not, like... I don't know. I just, I maybe I'm disconnected from uh, my roots in a way or something, and I don't understand. But I do know that like Norse tradition, they they referred to them as sea wolves quite often. You know, it was an easy translation. Huh. Yeah. So like, you know, they, it's not like people haven't interacted with sharks throughout history. So they just, I don't know. I think that like. I think they're just, it's just amazing to me how vilified they are. They're like the fucking pit bull, for real, except for sharks. <laughs> w- sharks will just fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, oceanic profiling. Right. Well, and that's also, yeah, thank you. And it's, it's just like, there's no reason to hate these things. Like, why are we not more fascinated with them? I mean, they, they should be, I mean, I guess a lot of people are. Look at Shark Week, for real, though, right? I mean, yeah. it's a pretty big fucking deal. It's so big that, like National Geographic has to try to compete with their own like knockoff versions of Shark Week stuff, but I actually kind of like their shit better. I won't lie, it's it's a lot better. It's not as like corny. Now Shark Week's a bit hokey. Sorry guys, but um, you know I enjoy the good the good episodes that are like new shit or just great footage and all these things. But and I do like Shaq, okay, but I don't care if he swims in an aquarium with a shark. Like it's not even entertaining to me. Like that, like I don't know who that appeals to, but if it does, that's fine. To have fun, enjoy it. But I encourage you to check check out some of the other stuff around Shark Week, like the National Geographic specials they run uh, the week or two before. Um, and then uh, I did see two tribal people, indigenous to Brazil and Guiana, believe that uh, the constellation known as Orion's Belt is actually the leg of hunter Nohi Abasi. Having grown tired of his mother-in-law, Abasi trained a shark to eat her. Oh, my God. Uh, he didn't realize she'd figured his plan out, and she disguised her daughter as the shark, and rather than attacking Abasi's mother-in-law, the shark bit off his leg, and it became the constellation. Yeah. Well, I'll be goddamned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You. That's some- 
Uh, yeah, it sounds like um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that wish they could do that, <laughs> but they should not. By the way, <laughs> don't train sharks to eat your in-laws. Right, and oh yeah, no, and my mother-in-law, we get along great. Like Annette, she, you're great. I'm not even talking about you. Don't worry about that. I'm just saying, like you know, it's kind of the running joke that typically you don't get along. No, with. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, but I'm totally fine. Um. I have, uh, I want to touch on the long fin real quick. It's just, I'm going to keep it briefer, I suppose, because it's a lot of the same, I feel. Uh, the long fin mako shark is named after its long pectoral fins, which can be used, uh, be as long as or longer than its head. That's pretty crazy. So it's like, I guess, I don't know. Comp, uh, comprising 23 to 31% of its total body length. So that is pretty long. It shares uh, characteristics with the short fin mako shark, including large eyes and long blade-like teeth. And that sounds right, too. That's scary as fuck. These things have teeth, Owen. Like, they're not, like... Like, I feel like they're made... You know, like, other sharks, it feels like they're made like scissors, like shearing or something, you know? And these suckers, they're meant to, like, be jagged and grasp and pull in, I think, you know, because they're chasing things down, right? Um... That's a guess. Again, not a shark scientist. I don't even know what you what you would call a, a shark scientist. That's how... Uh, uh, <laughs> it's probably a more technical term for it than shark scientist, I'm guessing. <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like it's more helpful to speak in layman's terms, you know, or whatever you may see. So uh, uh, in case anybody, any of our non uh, or barely English-speaking uh, people out there can pick them up, that's my excuse for not knowing things. Um... Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, the longfin mako's diet's very similar. Uh, schooling fish, it says, like, when it's younger. And then um, researchers believe longfin mako's are slower and less active than shortfin mako's and other related sharks. So the longfin mako's, like, the lazy cousin, I guess. That sucks. <laughs> so everybody in the one. Yeah, oh, no. No, don't say that. Um, yeah. Oh, here's one about the, the long fin that I didn't see in the short fin. Uh, they give live birth to litters of two to eight pups. And during gestation, the young feed on unfertilized eggs provided by their mother. So uterine cannibalism is... Ooh. Yeah. What is with these uh, crazy uh, survivalists here? Um, female long fin mako sharks may migrate to coastal areas to give birth uh may so that means they give birth in the open ocean to me uh due to their low abundance and limited reproductive rates long fin mako sharks are considered endangered so that's good so they're actually like on the list and hopefully we can get them back up there um data on the capture of long fin mako sharks by commercial fisheries is insufficient big fucking surprise but their occurrence on the on the same fishing gear as short fin makos which have experienced significant population declines 50 to 79 percent in the last 70, 75 years suggests a similar decline for long fin makos and that does make sense uh the largest mako ever recorded i'm gonna just throw this one out there so this includes everybody long fin short fin i believe the largest mako ever recorded officially it was hauled off uh haul it was hauled in off the coast of uh, Chathman, Massachusetts. See, just their territories everywhere. By a fisher using 130-pound line, the shark, a female, weighed 1,221 pounds and likely measured more than 11 feet long. And that stands as of June 26, uh, 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Um, anyway, I feel like we did our job here. Uh, anything you want to add to that, my friend, on uh, this uh, Mako Shark episode? Uh, no. 
I think we're good. All right, my friend. I hope everybody's enjoying themselves out there and have a great summer. And, um, you know, just keep up the good work, all you people out there, if you're providing for these tourists, which I know are assholes. Okay? Not all of them. Hey, and you know what, guys? I'm going to tell you something real quick. If you go stay at an Airbnb um, and you leave a mess, it's not that big of a deal to leave a $5 tip. I do. <laughs> all right. Anyway, have a good uh, summer. I did here. have one more. Oh, oh. Uh, any excuse to bring up Zanzibar. All right. I'm, oh, yeah, okay. Go ahead. Let's do this. Zanzibar. Uh, the myth of the monkey and the shark. Let's uh, go. The fable tells the tale of a monkey living in a fruit tree who became <laughs> friends with the shark. The two would talk, and the monkey would help the shark eat fruit from the tree. To repay the monkey's kindness, the shark offered him a ride on his back to a large feast. Huh. The shark had really only made friends with the monkey because his king was ill and needed a monkey heart to cure his ailments. What? The monkey became aware of the shark's plot and tricked him into thinking he had left his heart back in the tree. When the shark brought back, brought the monkey back to the tree, he climbed into it and mocked the shark for his stupidity. Oh, no. Apparently, the moral is to never trust a monkey or a shark. Wow. Go Zanzibar. Yeah, that doesn't even make any sense. Why would a <laughs> monkey and a shark hang out? I don't even get it. I don't know. I hey, thought it was worth no, it, dude. No, that's fantastic. I don't know much about Zanzibar. Besides, it's fun to say. Yes, it is fun to say Zanzibar, dude. I like to be in cahoots with Zanzibar. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! I cannot stop without talking. One more point here. Uh, we'll have to do the ending again or something here. Big whoop, right? But the Mango Shark episode we were watching from this other country, like. The reason we stopped watching it was because, like, these people got to the beach and stuff, and they had this fire, and it was all cheesy and shit, and, like, they started roasting marshmallows, but it was, like, playing music like they were partying, and they were, like, dancing, and they had roasted marshmallows, and they were laughing and acting intoxicated. It was it was disturbing, okay? So, like, I don't know. Don't watch Mako. That's a stupid fucking movie. <laughs> It, it, like, literally, like, was, like, shocking how odd that was. It's like, are they, what are they doing? Like, I don't even understand what's going on. They're dancing with marshmallows. Is that what you do over there, Egypt? I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. All right, bro. Thanks for all your uh, your mythology things you've been bringing. I like that, dude. It really, it's a good way to fill in, like, how we are about things with our episodes and, you know, how we try to be anyway, I guess. Uh, multi-layer, uh, multiple layers of information coming at you. So you can, Yeah, so you can check them out, man. Like, uh, you know, that's what I'm encouraging. Look into some of this uh, shark conservation going on or, you know, I don't know. There's all, all sorts of things you can do, even just by, like, I feel even by just being aware of it and, like, not participating or like you know there's even just by being fucking aware of it maybe talking to people about it you're actually doing your part to help i feel because sometimes you know not everybody can jump in a cage and tag sharks right yeah it's not on my list of things to do yeah yeah i would like the water would be full of shark sugar Oh my god, I can't remember uh what we were watching but that's it oh rob deer dick you ever watch that shit fantasy factory no. Oh, it's actually pretty funny, bro. Anyway, so they huh. go. It is. It's worth it. But anyway, they they go into the ocean and he's diving. And one of the things that they tell him is is like you know like don't use the bathroom or like if you get scared and shit yourself, it's like a bad thing because for whatever reason it sends sharks into like a frenzy, and they actually call it shark sugar because it like makes them want to attack you. 
Okie dokie. Yeah. That was knowledge I um, probably could have survived existence without, but thank you. Hey, bro. Anything Thanks for the for show. Sharing. Anything for the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't much act love, like... Much love, everybody. Yeah, much love, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>